Hello and welcome to today's podcast, Take Control of Your Cloud for Better Business Outcomes, presented by Dell Technologies. We'd like to thank our sponsors, VMware and Microsoft. Dell Technologies Cloud is powered by Windows Server 2019, the operating system that bridges on-premises and cloud. I'm Stephen Fennick, a longtime tech journalist and regular TV and radio presenter and a former Rabbitohs player and sports commentator. With me today to help you take control of your cloud is Nick Engelman, team lead, CloudX pre-sales for APJ with Dell Technologies. Nick helps organizations build bridges between business and technical teams, identify and realize business programs. Here's a fun fact about Nick. He recently taught the team at Dell Technologies to juggle via Zoom as a social distancing team activity. He's an expert in hybrid IT environments and the important world of containerized applications. Today's cloud applications delivery means knowing about containers, DevOps, continuous integration, rapid application deployment, endless software updates, Docker, and of course, the open source container management framework, Kubernetes. In this episode, we'll discuss how business leaders should approach and develop their cloud strategy. In particular, how they can improve business outcomes by providing a consistent user and management experience across their data center and private cloud and public cloud. Nick will explain how Dell Technologies Cloud Platform helps organizations manage their workloads across multiple cloud platforms consistently and securely. So let's get started. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Stephen. Nick, how do you see business leaders approaching and developing their cloud strategy? Businesses are always looking for competitive advantage. And these days, that means agility and speed to market. So they're adopting a digital-first approach, looking for faster feature release. The overarching theme here is digital transformation, and most organizations have started their own journey in the past decade. However, according to the analysts, the majority is still at the beginning or at best intermediate level of IT maturity. From organization leaders, through the lines of business, to the developers and the IT community, there's been a perception that the cloud seems to embody what they're after. That cloud-like experience of simplified IT, um, instant capacity, support for modern commerce and a utility payment model has been really important to them. But there's also been a realization as they move things to the cloud that it's not so much a place as an operating model. For organizations that have just gone lift and shift, they've realized that in some cases they are simply outsourcing IT with no real agility benefit. And they've inevitably moved to more than one cloud, um, seeking different features on each software as a service and so on. In fact, these days, a typical organization has five or more cloud platforms. As well as that, they're still running their own data centers. So the move to the cloud has increased complexity as IT's had to learn different consoles, monitoring and management. The recognition now is that they're in a hybrid cloud world. What they're after is that same cloud-like advantage everywhere across the different cloud platforms and in their own data center. They're also looking for consistency across clouds with support for the entire ecosystem to deliver simplified operations and cost transparency. So the strategies are coming up in a number of variants. We see you know, cloud first and, and even organizations that are going all in on cloud. But at the same time, we're seeing the development of private clouds and a repatriation of some of the workloads that they pushed out to the public cloud, generating effectively a mix of both as the market converges on hybrid cloud. And as that maturity grows, 
they'll be looking for a hybrid cloud deployment with consistency of operations, ease of management, and portability. So when you look at container technology from a developer or engineer perspective, why is this technology so important? The name tells us a lot. Container draws an analogy to logistics and transport with the world standardized on a shipping container. That gave us worldwide portability. You can put anything that fits into it and the dock cranes, ships, rail and truck um, transport network can all accept them. Software containers are the same. You put your unique application in it along with the specific libraries and so on that it needs. And then it becomes highly portable. It can be run on a variety of platforms. All you need is a container runtime. Containers can turn a set of diverse application services into standardized software units. For developers, containers solve the, it worked fine in my development environment when QA or production tells them that it won't run. Um, we, we've seen this a number of times. Uh, I, I worked with a major organization that spent at least half of their eight week enterprise release QA process getting things to run due to configuration issues, library differences, and so on. So containers drive efficiency. They share the machine's operating system kernel so they don't require an operating system per application. They drive higher server efficiencies and reduce server and licensing costs. And they also make the development and release process much faster. Um, they reduce the coupling between server configuration and the things that run on those servers. From an engineering perspective, containers are a fundamental enabler of cloud native approach to the software stack. Um, this is a methodology for building and running applications that exploits the power of the cloud operating model. Containers help deliver a number of the 12-factor app principles that underpin this approach. They're suited to microservices. They easily scale out, they're disposable, and they provide development and production parity. So containers are with us to stay. Um, they enable faster feature release and support the continuous delivery, continuous integration approach. So how is Dell Technologies answering the challenge from a hardware and software perspective? <laughs> how much time do we have, Stephen? Um, Dell Tech's an incredibly broad company. Um, we provide infrastructure solutions across compute storage and networking. We've got a raft of supporting software and aligned business units and services. Um, we're a major contributor to the open source Cloud Foundry project via our investment in VMware and Pivotal, which is now Tanzu. And we've also built Kubernetes management into the vSphere management framework. So we're literally engaged across the full hardware and software stack. You can see the results of this focus in our Dell Technologies cloud platform, which is our flagship enabler of the hybrid cloud infrastructure and management approach we talked about at the top of the podcast. This solution is jointly engineered between Dell Tech and VMware, with VMware's Cloud Foundation software fully integrated with the VxRail hyperconverged infrastructure. The platform delivers that cloud-like experience through fully software-defined capabilities, automated lifecycle management across the stack, and a flexible scale-up and scale-out capability. It helps provide that frictionless path to the public cloud with seamless workload and data movement to VMware environments deployed in the public cloud. And it delivers a control plane that allows IT to manage resources across the hybrid cloud um, from that single control plane, delivering the consistency of operation that organizations are looking for. Um, another example that's more recent um, is our PowerStore um, mid-range pl storage platform. Um, the PowerStore operating system and software services are provided in a container-based architecture. What that means is that we've got the ability to bring new features uh, into the platform much faster. The architecture uh, sits on the, the Docker data engine with quality of service, data reduction services, um, service 
uh, serviceability, data mobility, the health engine and management, all supported in separate containers. Another innovation is that you can actually run that operating system in a VM, uh, a virtual machine, delivering a storage platform that can actually run applications, which is an incredibly powerful option for the remote office uh, approach where floor space and funds can both be at a premium. You mentioned Kubernetes earlier. This is the technology that developers and engineers are looking to these days for orchestrating containerized applications. So what is Dell Technologies Kubernetes strategy and how are you helping IT and developers deploy applications faster? Kubernetes is actually Greek for helmsman. It extends the shipping container analogy. What Kubernetes provides is the orchestration of the container infrastructure. It makes deployment monitoring and scaling more standardized and inherently easier to automate. The Dell Tech portfolio uh, has provided support for Kubernetes for a number of years. We, we started with our pivotal Kubernetes implementation, but with the latest release, we're showing full integration of Kubernetes into vSphere 7. Kubernetes is similar to vSphere. It manages container functions in the same way vSphere manages virtual machine functions. So with vSphere 7, containers become a first-class citizen. It's achieved through integration of Kubernetes into the hypervisor. What this means is it allows IT to spin up containers as easily as they can virtual machines from the vSphere console. We can extend this to the developers too. The cloud operating model of democratizing the tools is in action here. Um, in terms of management, VMware Tanzu uh, is a portfolio of products and services in a unified platform that brings the tools and technologies related to modern applications into that single control plane. Tanzu Mission Control, which is a SaaS offering, actually extends the VMware Cloud Foundation single point of control from the hybrid cloud to containers. Um, it provides provisioning to a range of platforms. And, and coming back to your question, you can attach existing Kubernetes clusters running on platforms, including OpenShift, Rancher, and so on to bring them under the Tanzu policy and management. All of the above means that Dell Technologies can provide a platform to build, run, and manage Kubernetes applications and modern applications. So what are the biggest challenges you see iTeams facing now as they move workloads into the cloud? Look, certainly loss of control. Um, and also there's an increase in complexity. They, they have to learn new tools to manage across platforms that they may not have directly trained on. They're still responsible for ensuring performance, managing cost, and ensuring compliance. So, you know, it's a big ask for IT, this new model. It also turns out that public cloud is not necessarily a pragmatic solution for every workload, and they need to assess, you know, which of the applications should be moving into the cloud. They have to look at the portfolio of applications. So if latency matters, they, they may want to keep the data close, run it in the data center. Um, putting it out into the public cloud may not have acceptable performance if it's economics, um, a bursty application or something that's new where demand isn't known might be perfectly suited to the cloud, but they need to consider steady state and well, well understood applications um, like CRM, billing, core banking, medical reservation systems. Um, they, they may be better suited to a private cloud or data center. And finally, they have to think about compliance and governance. We've seen APRA mandating tighter business continuity planning and DR um, re requiring organizations to have at least two platforms as they've realized that cloud hosted may all be in a single instance. In terms of a longer term strategy, the way they can address this is to do that application analysis so that they've got a sound underpinning for their choice per application, work out which ones they're going to maintain on premises, which ones they might lift and shift, what they might refactor and put out into the cloud, what they might retire and what they might replace. 
And of course, all this is done under time pressure with potentially reducing funds as some of the traditional budget actually goes to the cloud. Nick, does the disconnection between business and technical teams hinder effective use of cloud services? And if so, how can it be overcome? Absolutely. You know, in the ideal world, the business and the technical teams should be working together. And IT does need to transform itself from, you know, what it's been the last 20 years, which is an organisation that delivers platforms, to an organisation that delivers business outcomes. To be able to do that, they need to deliver the cloud-like experience. They need to be able to provision resources relatively instantly, and ideally even set up a catalogue with self-service. The business also has to understand what sort of constraints that IT is operating under, and they have to work within those requirements. For example, IT is responsible for governance, compliance, security, backup, and disaster recovery. We've seen organisations expose sensitive materials in in their rush to the cloud. Um, Whilst the public cloud provides excellent security, the business may not actually understand the security posture of the platform they've chosen or the needs of the information in terms of security that they're placing into the cloud. Solutions like the Dell Tech Cloud Platform and and a cloud-native approach can help here. With faster and elastic provisioning of resources and applications, they can start servicing the needs of the business in near real time. Um, They can also provide support for a continuous delivery, continuous integration approach using uh, things like infrastructure as code, automation, and extension into build, test, and release pipelines. The extension of a single management plane across hybrid cloud helps IT. What we're delivering with DTCP, and for example, what Microsoft are doing with Azure Arc, is the ability to manage workloads through a common portal, regardless of whether they're on-premises or in the cloud. So if IT transforms itself to be more focused on business outcomes, and if the business work with IT to express their needs and and work hand in glove in realising that, I I think there's a really good opportunity to to realise what they're after, both with the the hybrid cloud and, and into the public cloud. Now, two of the hottest issues in cloud at present seem to be the growing importance of edge computing and containerization or cloud-native computing. So how are you seeing these developments impacting the local market? Yeah, edge is really important, and it has been for a while, and we're we're seeing it accelerate with 5G. So we're seeing an explosion in data as the sensor telemetry brings in more and more information from the edge. That they actually talk about, as well as the cloud, the fog, which is all of this information that's been gathered by the sensors out at the edge. It's becoming really important in manufacturing, logistics. We're seeing it in smart cities and across the telco world. The telemetry that we receive can be used by applications out at the edge to drive automated responses, you know, help with um, manufacturing automation, um, recognizing when things are coming in in terms of logistics, you know, managing cameras and so on. The data can also be sent back to the core for analytics to improve the models that we're deploying out at the edge. Locally, we've seen a couple of retailers looking at exactly these sorts of solutions. Uh, One was looking at COVID management and deployed a a solution that used thermal cameras that fed telemetry back to a Dell Tech ruggedized server that was running an inference engine. What it was looking for was customers with elevated temperatures to to try and stop them even entering the store. Um, And it also was able to report on distance between customers in the store. We're seeing similar solutions in retail at the checkout. Um, A solution using, again, cameras to detect sweethearting where there's a deliberate or inadvertent failure to scan the goods going through at the register or substitution where you know, one thing's being scanned but another thing's being bagged. On the containerization side, organizations are building composable applications from loosely coupled microservices. Um, they're deploying these containers into production um, 
and it's accelerating in the local marketplaces as technology matures and the development teams become more comfortable and fluent with both the technical and the cultural change. What we're tending to see is a slow start with a sudden flowering. Uh, so we saw an insurance company that adopted what's known as the strangler pattern. They were gradually reducing a monolithic application to a series of microservices. Um, so they'd build a microservice at the edge and not allow any further development on the monolith. Um, it started quite slowly, um, but as they built more and more microservices around it and understood what they were doing, there was a sudden acceleration with uh, up to 10 times as much as the automation and the scope increased. We've seen similar with a local telco, um, their initial decomposition of a monolith um, and writing and publishing of the new microservice was on the order of about one or two a month. But once they had the techniques in place and the momentum, it leapt into you know, hundreds per month. And obviously, bringing together the, the, the two things in the question, um, the ability to pull in all of that information from the edge and then deploy it into applications or use it in applications that are deployed as containerized services that can be updated really rapidly as we, we realize what we can do with the telemetry is, is a major innovation going on in the marketplace. The data center is moving from a model where the infrastructure is virtual, like a software-defined data center, to a model where IT delivery is frictionless for IT managers, customers, and stakeholders. How far do you think we are along that journey? And what are our, your predictions for future developments? Yeah, again, we're, we're coming back to that cloud-like ex experience, aren't we, Stephen? There's enormous focus on frictionless delivery of IT services, um, enabling IT to focus on business outcomes. And the virtualization of the data center that you talked about is part of that progression, and it's accelerating. So what we're seeing is an increased uptake of turnkey solutions, converged infrastructure, hyper-converged infrastructure, over organizations choosing to customize and build out their own solutions. What this does is it provides a flexibility um, that helps enable um, self-service and frees IT to innovate. The move to cloud works in tandem with this, um, as does the development of you know, hosted private cloud. And all of this points to you know, a continued development of hybrid cloud outcomes. Locally, Woolworths provide a great illustration of this. There was actually an article in the press last week um, where talking about Dell Tech as being central to Woolworths hybrid cloud strategy, providing private cloud and management into hybrid cloud, as well as move a selection of suitable applications into the public cloud and adopt software as a service. But at the same time, Woolworths have recognized the need to maintain certain applications in their private cloud and using Dell Technologies to deliver sensitive and mission critical services into that environment as well. We're gonna see more and more of this approach. The hyperscalers have signaled their recognition of that with the development of on-premises extensions to their clouds. We've seen Outpost, Anthos, and Azure Stack Hub. And Dell Tech recognizes it with the development of a hybrid cloud approach and the announcement of Apex. will provide infrastructure at the edge and at the core in a cloud-like model through a subscription-based as a service offering. Nick. Tell us, how does an organisation develop a data-first strategy? Look, we know data has gravity and that compute will gravitate to the source of the data. A data-first strategy seeks to locate the data in a cost-effective location and to enable access to it from multiple locations, rather than shipping the data to each new application location. This becomes increasingly important as organisations build out their composable applications that they may typically run in more than one cloud, leveraging functions specific to each platform. A successful digital transformation relies on understanding the application and the workloads that underpin the business. As we talked about earlier, organizations have to inventory their applications, and this critically understands where the data those applications rely on resides. 
This isn't always easy. We've seen examples of enormous bill shock when an organization has moved what they believed was legacy data out to a cloud-based archive storage, only to discover that there are still applications that make calls on that data. So the data-first strategy is looking at a mechanism to you know, consolidate and locate the data in a central location and have it accessible from multiple locations, you know, be that the, the private cloud, the data center, something out on the edge, or anything deployed out into the public cloud. Dell Technologies has just launched the Dell Cloud Console. What can you tell us about that? This was a really exciting announcement out of um, Dell Technologies world in October this year, where we announced uh, Project Apex. Now, Apex is our strategy for delivering as a service and the cloud experience to our customers and partners. And the Cloud Console is the portal that enables this. Um, it's basically a, a, a free-to-use portal um, that allows customers to discover the services that they want to uh, purchase through a marketplace, um, to order them through self-service, uh, and at the moment, to, to grow those services um, through a few clicks. Uh, it, it is still early days for the Cloud Console, and the first product available in it is a Dell Tech Cloud Platform subscription with storage as a service to follow. Uh, the, the Cloud Console is in public preview in the States and also in Europe at the moment with a plan to release into Australia in Q1 next year. It effectively provides a unified online experience that gives organizations the ability to manage their entire hybrid cloud environment for a single self-service web user interface, eventually, regardless of which vendors they use to run those workloads. And that's all we have time for today. Thanks to Nick for some very valuable insights into managing today's complex cloud environments. Once again, a very big thank you to our sponsors, VMware and Microsoft. Dell Technologies Cloud is powered by Windows Server 2019, the operating system that bridges on-premises and cloud. If you'd like to learn more about how Dell Technologies Cloud Platform enables workload portability across private and public clouds and out to the edge, visit delltechnologies.podbean.com for more podcasts and cloud resources. Thanks for listening. Goodbye and have a great day.